right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig, and we are here for the game recap episode of the Maryland game, coming at you uh, maybe a day here uh, later than normal here this week, but we'll kind of jump into things. We have uh, some voicemails here that we definitely want to get to. I do want to uh, mention before we start the voicemails that uh, uh, MGO Kirby sent us a voicemail for the preview ga- of the Maryland game, but it did come in a little bit late. So sorry, MGO Kirby, that it didn't make it in before we recorded that last episode. But I wanted to give you the heads up that we did get it, but it was just a little bit too late. So uh, with the voicemails this week, though, we can just go ahead and jump right into it. You ready, Craig? I'm ready. While the voicemails are going, I must keep polishing off this Halloween candy, man. All right. You do that. Yeah. That's kind of your thing every year, isn't it? It is, man. I mean, I still have a big bag and I'm not going to get eight itself. So (laughs) I think we're actually already out of ours, but... Are you really okay? Yeah, we didn't we didn't get a whole lot, but no. No. you do your thing, man. All right, all right. Here's uh, the uh, we got a couple here, so here's the first one coming up. Hey, go Lou, Craig and, uh, Craig and Caleb. This is uh, Irish Wolverine, uh, Muskegon. Um, Man, it seems like uh, losing Quran, um took so much gas out of the defense. It took its toll on the defense. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, I mean, they were stacking the boxes. The Maryland was stacking the box at the end of the game. Like, like they knew that uh, Peters wasn't even going to throw it. And uh, it's just unreal. Anyway. Um, so, uh, go blue and, uh, heading into a big game next week. Bye. All right. Irish Wolverine. Thanks for the call. He's Uh, great. Yeah. Short, quick one there. And he is definitely right. It's going to be a big one this week. And we will be talking about that more later this week. Uh, but to talk on what he said, uh, kind of interesting. Uh, and, I guess it's almost been multiple times that you've almost seen it now where the defense almost reacts to what happens on the offense. Right. So kind of interesting to bring that up because when Peters finally came in partway through uh, his first game, uh, the defense seemed to get a spark from that. And then uh, even in this situation, when uh, Higdon got nicked up and uh, didn't play anymore, did seem, I mean, I guess even before that, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it seemed like the defense was a little sluggish in the second half. Yeah, I mean, you and I are going to get into that um, second half with Michigan, so and what went down, but uh, yeah, he's absolutely right, so we'll dive into that. Yes, we absolutely will. So thanks again for that call, and we will go to the next voicemail. What's going on, fellas? It's um, Stephen Brown. Watching this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Notre Dame-Miami game right now. <clears throat> Back and forth between Alabama and Mississippi State game. 
a couple quick thoughts on today. I didn't watch the game. I couldn't <clears throat> where I live. <clears throat> Excuse me, so I got all of my updates <clears throat> from Twitter. Good win. Um, looks like the fourth quarter they kind of slacked off. I, get, I know that's something they have to work on. <clears throat> I'm really sorry. I'm still getting over the sickness. Takes a while when you have those URIs, man, those upper respiratory infections. But <clears throat> uh, excuse me, they look good from what I hear. Defense looks good. I fully expect them to beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin is okay. It looks like I was who we thought they were. <clears throat> Not a very good team. Away from their um, their stadium. <clears throat> but um, you know, Michigan won. That's all that matters. Peters is getting better. I see some of these Michigan fans <clears throat> still complaining. You know, throwing up, man. I, I mean, 25-point win. I don't know what else you want. Maybe a 26-point win or higher. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> getting the ball to the tight ends. You know, I, I will say this. Peters, although he doesn't throw, the throws he makes, would you rather have those throws or would you rather have O'Corn and Spate throwing those passes? I rest my case. Moving on. <clears throat> as far as Next week, going into Wisconsin, I fully expect them to, to, to do well. <clears throat> Got to run the ball. The offensive line is still improving. Did good today, once again, from what I was told. <clears throat> um, looks like the referee at the um, – at the uh, I, what's the word I want to use? Well, the, the request of Jim Delaney. We all know Jim Delaney had a problem with both. Uh, or just making it hard for Michigan, but Maryland could only for so long um, get away with those 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 blatant fouls. It's all good. Jim Delaney's going to have to hand Coach Harbaugh that that conference um, championship trophy one day. It it is what it is. But <clears throat> hey, eight and two expected to be rated top twenty, maybe higher. Who knows? So we'll see. Got to go into the Wisconsin game focused. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, ready, prepared. I think they'll win on to the Ohio State game. But, you know, I, as always, love the show. Love interacting with you guys. Love interacting with the fans. Go blue. Uh, and before I do go, what's up, Sparty? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very, very nice uh, ending there to that. Well, Stephen, thank you again for the voicemail. Uh, you do what you need to, man, to uh, get better there. Uh, glad to get your voicemails, but we want them to keep coming. So hopefully, uh, I know you've been kind of under the weather, but hopefully that gets better for you. Yeah. Uh, here moving along. So, uh, yeah, he, he covered a lot and, uh, I was kind of one of those people that wanted to see Peter throw more and he did in this game, which was nice to see. No doubt about it. And yeah, it's definitely not one of those things where, if you don't have to, don't do it. But, I mean, you don't want to go through with not doing it at all. And I was happy with what we saw uh, in this game. He did a pretty good job. I mean, the offensive line crumbled a few times, and they broke through and caused some problems for Peters. But, I mean, he did pretty well. Again, no turnovers, good passes. So, Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, You know, it's one of those things where I, you know, when Peters need to step up and make make the throw, he did, and not much he can ask for. I mean, the guy is—he's only a couple of games in. He's not a senior like Spade is or a Corn. He's actually 
like you said, playing better. He's not turning the ball over and doing doing what he's needed to do. So, especially in this game. Yes, and so thank you guys again for those voicemails. We always appreciate it. Uh, quick kind of thing to mention then as we're uh, going to transition into the content of the episode. If you guys are trying to get us voicemails, typically the earliest that we will record for a review episode of a game would be Sunday night. That would be the earliest. Uh, Tonight, here we are, Monday night, doing a review of the game. Uh, But then the earliest we would do for a preview would be Tuesday nights. So just to kind of give you a little perspective, if you're you're calling after a game, try to call before Sunday evening. If you're calling to preview a game, try to call before Tuesday evening. I know that's kind of early, but then that frees up the end of the week or the end of the week for us. Uh, in case we need it for some things. So, but uh, yeah. So into talking about the game, Craig, where do you want to begin? Boy. Um, um, yeah, I'll have you start and I'll just, I'll just kind of jump in and see where we go from there. So All on right. the road. Well, uh tale of two halves. Oh yeah. It certainly was, wasn't it? Yeah, to say the least. Um, still great win and everything. And I guess I wasn't going to say it. I, I was going to save it until later. But uh, but I guess I'll go ahead and say it now. That I'm not... I wouldn't say I am concerned more than maybe saying that I'm annoyed. You know? Right. Because uh, I, I feel good about going into the Wisconsin game. You know, what happened in the second half happened in the second half, and I'll get into some of the details and everything, and I looked at some of the numbers uh, to kind of crunch that and everything. But it's just like it really watching that second half really reminded me of watching the games before Brandon Peters took over. Yeah. Did like, it to you too? It did. It felt like I was – Back to watching the beginning of the season, Michigan, <laughs> which I was like, oh, Lord, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, like, man, yeah, it was, you know, it. you're right. It was, in a way, I think a lot, uh, most of the Michigan fans were a little frustrated. I mean, just by, I, I get, in a way, why it was happening, because I think we knew Michigan, you look, Jim Harbaugh and the staff, and the, I think we knew that we had this game in hand. We knew that. and We all knew that. Uh, uh, I don't think there was a chance in heck that Maryland was going to come back and win this game. But the lack of effort in the second half is a little bit, like you said, annoying because the very fact is we're going to have to we're – we're coming down to the toughest teams – on our in the season right now with Wisconsin and Ohio State, you're going to need all four quarters with those teams. There's no doubt about it. There's no play Wisconsin for great for the first half and then we let our foot off the gas in the second. Yeah, there's teams and it happens, but this team hasn't proven. And let me know if I'm wrong, Kev. This this team has not proven that it can withstand four quarters of playing. 
all four quarters. Not I'm not talking about the two quarters that are playing great and then they let their foot off the gas. You can't do that. You won't be able to do that with these teams coming up. You're going to have to full press on. And I, is this team able to, you know, do they have the stamina? Do they have the, you know, energy to take and give it to Wisconsin all four quarters? That's what I worry about. That's what I want to see in the Maryland game. I want to see them put their foot on the gas and just blow them out in the second half, you know, and they didn't do that. I think they just kind of like let it off and said, you know what, we're going to walk away with the win, but we didn't really try in the second half. <laughs> yeah. No, that's definitely um, reasonable to say because I, I would feel that they played two good entire games with Rutgers and Minnesota, but Wisconsin's a different kind of team. Now uh, we've said it. A lot of people have kind of said it. They think Wisconsin might be a little, a little overrated considering they haven't really played anybody, but they're a big physical team. I mean, they like to dominate in the trenches and that's exactly the thing. When you play a team like that, you're going to have to play all four quarters and, um, Really, kind of outside of the Florida game, I mean, that that doesn't even look like that great of a game anymore considering how Florida panned out. So you look at the better opponents that Michigan's played, and that's Michigan State and Penn State, and you don't see them having played complete games or competed right. a complete game because um, the first half of the Michigan State game was rather ugly, even the second half was. But then yeah. the second half of the Penn State game was a complete crapshoot and everything because they kept it competitive in the first half. So, yeah, it's it's a concern. And I know we'll talk more in detail about that in the preview of that of yeah. that game. So, I mean, to me, I'm, let's just say, I mean, there's some great things that happened in this game. We dominated, you know, I think Maryland – talking about i think they're on their fourth string quarterback so they're gonna have a lot of issues they just had they had a lot of mistakes in this game that we capitalized on uh, and um and michigan did a great job peters with that throw to gentry ryan the money just a great look over the top to him um but you know to me it it, it was watching the tight ends get so involved in this game you have to remember if wisconsin just hunkers down and says you know what we're going to stop the run and we're going to we're going to figure out a way to stop the tight ends in the in our game we're in trouble because mcdoom had what eight yards he's the only receiver that took caught a pass in this entire game yes (laughs) i did see that I, i went you got to be kidding me they're all tight ends and all running backs and I looked, I looked at that, and I said, "He, oh, he only went two yards." So I'm looking at this, oh, two yards of passing to your only receiver, and that's it. And that's not going to cut it, I don't think, against Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, they might be a little bit overrated, but they're going to air it out, and it, it's going to come, like you said, Wisconsin's like those corn-fed guys that are just big, strong. They're in the trenches. They like to push the ball. They're not. They don't have big playability, but they just move the ball slowly till they score, and it just wears you out. And Michigan's got to get ready for that. Um, 
we gotta we gotta start we need to air the ball out a little bit more to our receivers get them open that way we can open up the running game and hopefully just hearing today you know i'm, I'm glad that we did this podcast today because you know hearing good news about higdon that might play that's great news for michigan but uh how much he'll play i don't know so that's kind of a day-to-day thing so hearing good news about him though yeah Mich- michigan needs him for sure and yeah uh, that would be a big difference maker in that upcoming game then um uh, gosh uh so before i get into some of the numbers that I kind of dug up and everything. Let's see here. Um, do, do Maryland actually outgain Michigan in yards? Oh, yeah. Uh, for this game, 340 to 305. That's, that can be kind of give or take, you know. I mean, the the thing that might be frustrating with that is the fact that it's Maryland. So it's like, how did Michigan let that happen? But anyways, uh, that's kind of like time of possession. Maryland actually won that as well, but it's just kind of – you know, sometimes that's going to happen. Michigan got short field a lot of the times, um, which they worked for and did a good job because of the defense keeping them deep in their territory. So that's kind of, meh, you know, give or take. But still, when it's Maryland, you would think that you would have no problem, especially in the condition that they were in with their quarterbacks. Like you said, you would think that Michigan could easily overcome that. Um, to... to, to um, uh, Michigan one forty five passing, Maryland one sixty passing, rushing. Uh, Michigan had one sixty yards, and Maryland had one hundred eighty. Uh, probably one of the m- more unique things that I didn't rise until after the game that I might see say might be one of the biggest highlights of this game was actually the penalties. And I heard the announcers say that Maryland and Michigan are the two most penalized teams in the Big Ten. And Maryland walked out with seven penalties for 59 yards, while Michigan only had one for 10 yards. So, yeah. So we've got to hope that that continues. I mean, it doesn't have to just be one, but we need they really need to uh, keep that down, especially for these two last games, because that, that could be killer. Some of the games that we've seen them get – all the penalties that they have, that can be a different, that can equivalent, uh, equal out to essentially turnovers. Like if you have so many yards, I mean, what was that? I think, you know, over a hundred yards in penalties or somewhere around there, that's giving them the length of the field. Yeah. So pretty much almost a touchdown given, yeah, given up a touchdown. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It was, it was an interesting game. To say the least, I'm glad we didn't have that many penalties. Um, it was, uh, you know, it it looked like Maryland was just kind of limping into this game. It was uh, just some crazy, crazy things happening. You know, I think what was that that fake punt um, that happened and it, it resulted in Peters throwing the gentry and a touchdown. That was a little strange to me why they would call that. Um, but uh, some of these, you know, I think. Some you know, Maryland had some badly overthrown balls too in this game, wide open. And it was just you know they just they weren't playing very well, and they they were just limping with their quarterback and stuff like that. So we just stacked the box and stopped the run on that end. And this game, yeah, even though it called for Peters throwing the ball, he could have thrown the ball more. The guy didn't throw he 
we're talking about he has like what two to three games he hasn't turned the ball over. That's big. I mean, Peter's not turning the ball over. We we haven't seen that in a long time. You had Spate turning the ball over quite a bit, and O'Corner even worse. And you get Peters handling the ball, doing what he needs to do, and doing it as a redshirt freshman and coming in here and not having any mistakes, which is really quite interesting because usually when you get somebody like that in there, they make quite a bit of mistakes. So um, I'm pretty happy with what Peters is doing. Um, they're not asking him to do a bunch, but when he's doing it, he's finding some good passes um, on the money. And they might not be a lot, but he's utilizing the tight ends and the running backs maybe to throw off Maryland at that time. So it'll be interesting to see what Wisconsin does, though. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, his favorite receivers definitely are the uh, tight ends. So uh, more power to them. They're doing a good job, and uh, it's working for them. So I'll take it. But uh, so most uh, – I know I mentioned what I thought was kind of a surprise uh, statistic there with the penalties and everything. What was the most impressive thing for you with this game for Michigan, Craig? Um, most impressive. Um, I, you know, I think just, I think I'm I'm still impressed by the running game, even though these teams know that we're going to do it, that the blocking, I guess I'm impressed with the blockings with this O line and how, how, how good it's getting with the blocking and that instance because you know they struggled earlier in the season but now they seem to be doing much better yeah i still think the o-line's struggling with the pass blocking but the run blocking seems to be doing really really well even for evans who evans is having a great game he had a great game filling in for higdon and evans has struggled early in the season well probably because most of the teams are stacking the box and the O-line had a tough time blocking. If they can't block, Evans is useless. Um, He's more of a space running back, and he found some great holes, and he ran really well. So I think that's what I'm impressed with. I'm still impressed by this O-line blocking, what they're able to do. I think it has to do with the shift of uh, um, some of the offensive line that uh, Jim Harbaugh did, and I think it's working out pretty well. Yeah, good to point out. Uh, one thing, since you mentioning uh, Chris Evans, I was uh, happy, happily surprised to see him. Actually, I think he ran over a defender or he uh, shook wow. off a tackle in this game, which is rare for him because, like you said, yeah, he's more of an open field runner. And they put him in for third down, I believe it was, third down and short, and they had him run up the middle. And he uh, – plowed through enough for the first down and i was like oh well i'm impressed because i don't think we've seen that before right so yeah he's kind of a get up you know gets up to speed and he's tough to break down but he's got to get from you know zero to 60 really fast when he gets you know rolling fast yeah he's tough to bring down anybody with that much speed is going to be tough but uh yeah for him to get you know to the second uh level to see that was really really impressive so I'm impressed with Evans. I think that's what you and I are saying. We're pressed, impressed with Evans, who pretty much was a no-show in the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, he's uh, with the 
improvement of the offensive line, he is catching his stride as well and improving alongside with them. Um, talking about Maryland, though, kind of interesting to he- hear your thoughts on this. Were you mad or upset about how Maryland and DJ Durkin decided to coach and play that game? Um, are you talking, what part are you talking about? Talking about just like the fake punt, um, and the different things that they did. I, um, I jumped on Twitter. I was on Twitter during the game and there were some people who were like, Oh, I like DJ Durkin, but now he's just a jerk or douche or whatever they wanted to say. Yeah. And you're probably talking about. You're down so many points and you're kicking a field goal or something like that when you might as well just go for it. You know, things like, you know, there are a lot of questionable plays. You know what? I'm not mad at Durkin. Look, you might say, hey, what his play calls were so outrageous, then why would you do it? Look, he, I think he knew he, he, he didn't stand a chance in this game. It, it, he he was so behind the eight ball with the, I mean talk to he's down to his third or fourth string quarterback, and he, the the quarterback did did his best, and he wasn't playing very well at all. And he that's why you saw so many trick plays happening, you know. And those trick plays were throwing Michigan off at times uh, in the second quarter and things like that, reverses and misdirections, and he was doing that. He's he's trying everything he could to score. And do I blame the you know fake punt? No, it's a little wishy-washy because if if you can pull it off, great. But so far in the you know in the territory, it, yeah, that part didn't make sense to me. But I, I guess I can't blame the guy. I think he just knew he didn't he didn't stand a chance. Yeah, you know? I didn't really have a problem with it because it's just like he's got nothing to lose. They're on their fourth fourth string yeah. quarterback, and they're just out there doing whatever they can uh, and actually kind of, you know, being somewhat productive. Like we said, they did outgain Michigan and yards and uh, they did do some things on the positive side. Uh, but honestly, I mean, I'm not saying that this is what happened, but it's kind of like a good thing because they were doing so many different things. It's like, uh, it, it's almost like Jim Harbour was just like, Hey, DJ, throw everything you have at us. <laughs> Try try to confuse the guys, make them yeah. make them think, you know, get them exposed to some of the stuff before we go into the last two games of the season. So, right. yeah, um, I know that's well, that makes sense. I mean, just <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I like Durkin a lot. I like the way he coaches. He just you know he he doesn't have the same team that he played against Texas. Um, trust me, they aren't the same team at all. They're going to be back next year and do well. It's just they were so they they were so banged up in this game. It was you know Michigan was just we we got too many good players and they, I'm lucky. I think they're lucky they kept it that close. I think somebody on Twitter, you know, somebody on social media said I think they just gave them certain points for because they're buddies. <laughs> like hey, I'll spot you some points just so it doesn't look really bad. Or something more, or Jim Harbor let us put off the gas in the second uh, half because you know he's buddies with Dirk, and I went, well, I don't know about that, but it is pretty funny though. Yeah. Um. Well, I am going to shift things a little bit here. 
um, because going into more of the detail of uh, not just even the second half, but just kind of some of the things with this game where you're just like, you know, almost how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And um, to put out a few numbers here for you, because like I mentioned, uh, Michigan put up 305 yards compared to Maryland's 340 Michigan put up the least amount of yards against Maryland out of any opponent this year. That comes behind Rutgers and Towson. Wow. Behind Rutgers and Towson. Yes. <laughs> yes. Terrible. So, uh, so there's that for you to uh, noodle on right there. Yeah, yeah. The Michigan, I don't even know what Towson is. It's like <laughs> Yeah, at first I thought it was the team that um, – played Cincinnati or whatever before, but it wasn't. I don't know. I've heard of them from somewhere. Anyways, I don't know. Um, so uh, some other things here. The Michigan defense, which is currently ranked ninth overall for rushing defense, allowed mm -hmm. Maryland to run for more yards than six of the other teams that Maryland has played against. So this being the ninth overall rushing defense, it – Six other yeah. opponents wow. um, did better than Michigan. And um, the only teams to allow more yards than Michigan were Texas, Minnesota, and Towson. And we saw how good of a rushing defense Minnesota had last week. Right. Yeah. Um, so other things here then, too. Maryland's rush defense is ranked 74th. And mm -hmm. this that rush defense kept Michigan to 160 rushing yards. 74th is behind Rutgers at 69th, where Michigan put up 334 rushing yards. Indiana, which is ranked 57th, who Michigan put 271 rushing yards up on. And Minnesota, who is ranked 47th in rushing defense, that Michigan put up 371 rushing yards on. Wow. Wow. Yes. So it's a head scratcher and it's one of those things on why is this happening the week before one of Michigan's biggest games of the season? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, of course, go figure. I, for one, am not that concerned about it. Like I mentioned before, it's more of frustrated and like, of course, of, of course, it wasn't the beginning of the game. It was the end of the game that looked worse. And so it's like, great, we're leaving on, on, on that note and going to go play a top 10 opponent that is undefeated. And that is the, uh, by the way, side note, Wisconsin is the number one rush defense ranked in the country. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow. You know, and that's what's interesting in all this is just, you know, you throwing out those numbers and, you know, just saying Michigan's going to have to pull, put in their A game these next couple games. You know, they're going to have to do it when they go to Wisconsin. It's just everybody knows, look, regardless if you think, you know, Wisconsin has an easy schedule or not, and they have. I mean, if you look at who they play, they haven't really played anybody really ranked. I mean, but – they are really, really tough team to play in Wisconsin. So you know, walk, look, just watching this Maryland game for them to take it easy in the second half was a little disheartening, I guess. And 
that most of the Michigan fans said when I when they were either texting me or you know directed twittering me whatever they were just disheartened by hey you know what we have to get better in the second half we can't we got to play all four quarters and we're gonna need to do that unless we're up like what 38 to nothing in the first half I don't know but even that is still not enough points I don't think against Wisconsin just based on how they're playing I mean but um were you concerned that that the receivers weren't involved at all in this game against Maryland. I mean, I was shocked. I I, I just said, man, I, when you go two yards for all your receivers, you know, that's just that's tough to grasp, man. I'm not overly concerned because the tight ends have been defend, uh, dependable enough, and so if they try to shut down the tight ends. Yeah. Um, in the next couple of games, I feel like the receivers will have some more space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not too overly concerned about that, but I understand you questioning that. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, with Kron Hignan banged up, but uh, we'll hope he's back. And um, I mean, Peters did what he had to do. You know, I would have liked, uh, I, like everybody else, I wanted to see Peters throw a little bit more. Um, he wasn't asked to, I think because he got a couple licks on him that maybe they just said, Hey, you know what? We got this game in hand. Let's just hand the ball off. Um, you know, and that part makes me go like this. Look, if you're going to go into the second quarter and kind of ease your way into it and you're not, you kind of put your foot off the gas like they did, then put your other guys in, you know, then put, you know, I know we got to see Walker more. That was great. I'm like, put him in more. I don't want, then don't put in your starting running backs. Put Walker in. Let's see what he can do. Uh, start putting in some of your other second string guys and see how they shape up. Um, but um, I was, you know, that was a little disheartening, like I said, but um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm actually not done with the. With, no, being, with being negative Nancy. Yeah. So oh, and we have more. Yeah, we, we have more. So, uh, well, f- f- I guess I have something positive to say here to start off because you mentioned something about this uh, when we were just talking a moment ago. So I'll bring it up again. Uh, every team, you know, does not play their best week to week. And so this was definitely a week where you look at it and you're like, eh, that was definitely not Michigan's best, especially in this, particularly in the second half. Uh, so it is nice to see that even though Michigan maybe wasn't firing on all cylinders, they pulled off a 25-point win on the road. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's a little positive there. However, something else to kind of notice and to point out. There's a button here. There's always a big butt. Okay. In the second half, it took Michigan 25 minutes to score. Five under five minutes left in the game, Michigan finally scored in the second half. So it's just like, okay, well, take that for what's worth. But then also kind of put it in a couple of different ways of perspective because, because we'll do this, uh, uh, with other games as well when it's more on the positive side for Michigan and we'll be like, oh, look at this. This was great. Well, we're, we're putting it in a negative context now. 
Whenever a team comes out from halftime, what's the common thing that everybody always says? It's like the, Justin. the score is zero to zero. Just go out there and win the half, right? Right. Well, if that was the case, Michigan would have lost the game in the second half because Maryland put up 10 points and Michigan only put up seven. Yep. Yeah. So, so take that for what it's worth. And that was while keeping starters in for most of that second half, too, still, like you were just mentioning. There were a lot of yep. starters still in that game. So, well, like, they made the adjustments and we didn't. Yeah. We just stuck to what we did. Yeah, and it was almost like coasting, kind of what you were saying. Maryland was being more competitive and throwing some different things in there. Um, But then, because we we say this, you know, where uh, a lot of times it's just like, oh, well, it could have been a bigger win because if we had hit this field goal or if this had changed and everything. This is another thing where you just, it's it makes you scratch your head because before before the last five minutes of the game, Maryland in uh, before that in the second half had a chance at field goal, and let's say they made that field goal. Right, that would have made it a fifteen point game, a two possession game against <laughs> Maryland up until the last five minutes <clears throat> was something that Michigan was seriously looking at, mm-hmm. and so it's right. just crazy to think at how well that team was performing in the first half. And that Michigan is known to usually be a second-and-a-half team. Right. That they find themselves in uh, that predicament. But this, I think, might be the thing that just kind of frustrates me the most out of it. Because we felt like Michigan had found its identity in the last two games, right? Right. And that identity is? Running the football. Yes, running the football. So, <laughs> Maryland, uh, with the rush defense that we've already mentioned, you know, not very good, 74th and everything like that. Maryland averaging an, uh, averaging out allowing 173 rushing yards per game. So, Michigan, who has come into their own and found their identity to be a running team, was not even able to be average against no. a defense like Maryland. Yeah, they- well, like Irish man, Irish blue <laughs> said, you know, they stack the box. They just, you know, they they pull everybody forward. And then you saw that and we couldn't run the ball whatsoever. Our identity was gone. You know, I think, you know, I to me, I thought Peter probably should have thrown the ball a little bit more to open up the holes. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was almost like they kind of just. Very conservative, man, in that second half. It's just very, very conservative. And back to that, I mean, did you notice some of those plays again? You went, felt like we were back in the old, you know, the beginning of the season, the offensive plays. I was like, really? I mean, it looked stale. It looked, uh, we couldn't, you know, it looked so predictable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew exactly what they were doing when they lined up. And I'm not even going to coach guy i knew exactly what they're running and what side they're running to and i'm like are you kidding me um but yeah i mean maryland figured us out they made the adjustments we just coasted and you know that's the part where i'm like you can't everybody i mean i had so many people texting me i mean my, my friends my brothers my family uh 
Twitter, and they all saying, what is Michigan doing? What is the second half? What are we? We're totally not even the same team in the second half. And I went, yeah, I know. I don't have no clue what's going on. It almost didn't look like the same team was on the field. Yeah. And, and I understand, like you mentioned, stacking the box and things like that. But that, at those points, is when you need to you need you do need to pass a little bit. You do need to burn them. You do need to bring them off of stacking the box. Like if you are yeah. if you're not going to be able to be productive, as you saw, where Michigan only scored seven points in the entire second second half, and they scored twenty eight in the first half. You know it's you know if a couple things turned uh, turned a different way, yeah, it would have been closer. Michigan still would have won. But yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe they felt like they knew where they were doing and they were totally comfortable with kind of keeping it there on. I wouldn't say on the edge, but right on that brink there. But yeah, just kind of looking at that, and I know you can stack the box, but it, it, yeah, like you said, it was confusing. Yeah, very confusing. It looked like the identity was gone. Like you said, it looked like we just went back to this. Simple game plan. Um, Maryland was ready for it. They knew exactly what they're running, and they and they just it was a very I call it a very uh, kill the clock second half. You know, just wasting time. Uh, I think they just knew. Yeah, we're going to give Maryland the ball. <laughs> we're just going to run three and out. Give Maryland the ball. See if they can score, which they can't. And you know, they racked up a lot of yards because we kept doing that. We didn't really. Our time of possession in the second half was like terrible uh, for our offense, and Maryland did all they could, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, well, maybe so, maybe they're uh, not trying to just confuse us, but maybe they're trying to confuse Wisconsin before we play them. <laughs> I see what you're doing, <laughs> right? Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant, right? So let's talk about. The 500-pound <laughs> elephant in the room, though, and I'll have your take on it, okay? Are we talking about the kicking game? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> – oh, man. What is your take on this, man? Uh, and the whole interaction then afterwards? Yeah, yeah it's got to come into this, too. I, I mean, this <laughs> – I, I don't know. I mean, it definitely seemed like a heated discussion and – I know during the game, everybody was just like, oh, man, you got to take care of that. You got to get him off there, off the field. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what went down. Harbaugh blew it off afterwards or whenever he talked to the media about it later. So, um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where if the situation was definitely him mouthing off and, and all that, I would absolutely do that. I would be like, you're done. Right. You don't need to play it for the rest of this game. Uh, if that wasn't exactly the case, then, you know, handle it however you do. Aside, um, outside of that, though, just from the standpoint that our field goal game, the most dependable part of our offense for the first half of the season, now being gone, disappeared, um, is... Totally a huge concern, especially with these last two games where everything is going to matter 
and field goals could make or break it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. That's a good point. I mean, especially with the upcoming games coming up. Is yeah, it- I, saw, I saw that, and I was like, look, you're right. We're at, we're at a point in the season where you got to start getting – you have to be a little bit better. You have to you know, get some games under your belt, and he's digressing like rapidly. Now, and- wait, real quick, isn't this all kind of starting since he missed that extra point against Penn State? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, is it in his head? I don't know. Interesting. It, it seems it's almost like he's lost. Look, I you know I'm not a kicker. I don't know anything about that, but to me, it just seems like one of those things where when you're a kicker, you don't necessarily have to think about it too much. You know what I mean? It seems like you have to get up there and do what you do and say, you know what? I know I need to be right here at this place, right, and kick it off right about you know at this amount of time and not push it and just do what I do. I think even Jim Harbaugh is talking about, you know, maybe he's just thinking too much about this. You know, he is that Penn state game, maybe got under his head that he's now overthinking that he's going to miss it. (laughs) And now I can't miss it. And he's missing it. And that's where I'm like, that's where his problem lies is. I think he's just overthinking these things. I think he just, is walking up there going, I got to make this. I got to make this. Yeah, you do. But if you start doing that too much, you got to just kind of trust your instincts, trust that you have the talent to do that. And it seems like it's gotten away from him. But you and I both know this kid is incredibly talented. There's no way you kick over 50 yards in the Florida game. And then you're not that good. You know, and I tweeted, I just said something like, you know, maybe he's just good at kicking in dome. (laughs) dome stadiums i don't know but it's he is so talented i've seen him kick in the wind and do such a good job and at the spring game and it's just because i don't think he had so much pressure on him um maybe it's the pressure of that he knows that he's not been doing good that that's getting into his head and maybe he's just got to get his head back on into it man yeah no he is he is definitely better than what he's been playing, and I'm confident that he can play better. And I want to say that he's going to be fine for the end of the season, but, I mean, you know, that's tough for anybody to tell. So, but, yeah, he's got the talent. It's crazy, the talent that he has. Um, and yeah, but him mouthing off the Jim Harbaugh, yeah, <sighs> You know, I know Jim Harbaugh said you got to, you know, you you got to start making these, or I'm going to pull you. I mean, that's pretty much kind of what he was saying. And start doing it, and and Norton come back and just mouth back. I went, did I did it look bad? Yeah, you know, he's a kid, but I'm not giving him a pass because it's like, you know, you can say back, I know what what I need to do. I think that's kind of what he was saying. I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just putting words out of his mouth, but uh, but you know what, Jim Harbaugh is exactly right. I don't think you're at a point where you need to mouth back off at the coach because you haven't been playing well, and he's right. And you got to just sit there and say, you know, what? I got to get better. You know, and you sit down and you got to get better. You just got to figure out what you got to do to get it out of your head, what's happening. And for him to kind of mouth back was 
you know, some people are like, oh, I like that. But then most people are like, you know, you know, dude, <laughs> you're not in a position to mouth back, you know, because you can easily be sat down by Jim Harbaugh. Look, he's all about um, the next man up. If you can't make him, he's going to get the next person. He did that with Kenny Allen. I mean, remember in Kenny Allen last year, how much, how he struggled <laughs> and right. he, he almost sat him and put somebody else in there and look how good Kenny Allen turned out. Uh, one of our best kickers. Um, I think that's what's going on with him. I think, I think he's going to be amazing here at Michigan, but I think he needs that extra push by Harbaugh saying, look, I'll put somebody else in that can make them. And you sit and think about what you think about this and you got to get better. Yeah. Everybody reacts definitely to it. So, I mean, him doing pulling a spate thing, you know, like in the first game, you know, is he going to say, hey, I'm going to bench you and bring you back and maybe you'll do better? I don't know. I, to me, I feel like this. this is, I think this is what's going to happen. If Nordine misses another field goal in Wisconsin game, he's he's going to get pulled. It, it, there's no way he can stay in the game and just keep missing. Like you said, these two games are pivotal in the Michigan season right now. And like you just said it perfectly, I'm afraid that one of these games are going to come down to a field goal. And if you missed it in the beginning of the the game, it's going to come back and bite us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, and I, I could see it maybe, and not to carry this out too far, but maybe where if, um, if they set up for a long field goal and he misses it, that wouldn't be the end-all, be-all. But, yeah, if it's going to be another chip shot kind of thing and he misses it, then, yeah, I could see that too where they go to somebody else and it's just like, dude, you got to sit for a little while and you got to think about it and you got to recover. Kind of like what happened with Spate, like you were saying. Two interceptions came back, did well in that Florida game. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to watch that moving forward. So. Um, let's see a couple other things here to mention. Oh man. So close. Another week of being so close, man. Uh, final score predictions. Craig, you had 38 to 17. I had 37 to 10. Yeah. Close with that one. Um, our lock and dump questions. Michigan will have more passing touchdowns than rushing touchdowns. Uh, where did my numbers go? Wrong. Uh, two receiving and t- three rushing. So uh, relatively close, though. Uh, you dumped that. I locked that. Michigan will break 400 yards again this week. We both locked, and we both were incorrect. But Michigan will have less than seven penalties. You dumped that, Craig. I locked that. Michigan did a great job on that front. So that was definitely... <laughs> Nice. Well, that's actually good. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's one of those things where it's okay to be wrong. Okay to be wrong. So, <laughs> um, but then to also talk about some of the other things that happened in Big Ten play this weekend, we'll talk about the other games. Oh, I got it here. All right, we've got scores to review. 
So, do, do, do. we'll save some things for later. Uh, Rutgers played Penn State. I was actually kind of interested to see how it was going to pan out because it was actually a 6-0 lead for Rutgers, but it ended poorly for them as number 14 took them down 35-6. to Indiana, Illinois, the battle of the winless Big Ten teams, and Indiana took home the W, 24-14. Nebraska still just nebraska it up <laughs> as they fall to Minnesota in a big loss, 54-21. to uh, We already talked to Michigan-Maryland. Ranked game of Iowa at Wisconsin, uh, number 20 Iowa at number 8 Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin easily handled them 38-14. to uh, Purdue ranked at 25. Keeps on winning with taking, or wait, sorry, did I say that? Northwestern ranked at 25, played Purdue. I'm not even sure what I said the first time. And they keep on winning, so Northwestern took them down 23-13. to And uh, one of the larger margin of victories was number 13, Ohio State, versus number 12, Michigan State. Ohio State finding redemption, if you might want to say, after their rough loss last week, winning 48-3 to at home. You know the pro. You know what? Michigan was doomed. For, Michigan State was doomed from the very beginning. You know why? Because they put them one notch ahead of Ohio State, and Ohio State said, "Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> You're not going to be ahead of us in the polls." Yeah, they <laughs> don't have problem because Michigan State always plays well when they're like ranked below or something. When they put them above Ohio State, Ohio State said, "Look." This ain't going to happen. We're going to just motor over you. And, man, did they do that. Yikes. Well, yeah, a contributing factor is, you know, they weren't able to play their card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't on the disrespect train, man. I know. That's true. They didn't say, you know what? Well, you're right. I mean, when you're what one notch ahead of Ohio State, what's that mean? You're not being disrespected, correct? Yeah. Right, uh, but, so they could have had them out of the top 25. They probably would have won. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but another thing, too, because, uh, yeah, yeah, that is crazy. When Michigan State is uh, ranked lower, they do tend to win a lot. But yeah. uh, something else to also kind of mention, and I think I mentioned beforehand, I don't know if I did in the episode, though, is that Urban Meyer has not lost two regular season games in a row since he coached no. at Florida. Oh, I agree with that. I've never seen him lose two games in a row. The last time he lost two games yeah. in a row was the Big Ten title game and then the loss to Clemson that year. Yeah. That was uh, his second year here or something like that, I think it was. so. Well, they certainly did it by just read option. They just did that the whole game. They just said either JT Barrett's getting it or I'm going to hand it off to Weber. Or <laughs> yeah, which Michigan State is was toted as one of the better rushing defenses yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, they did well against us. They were great rushing defense. They just had no answer for it. So, yeah. yeah. So. All right. Um, I think we covered everything that I had. Did you have anything else before we kind of wrap it all up? Or No. Michigan goes up in the AP poll or coaches poll to number 19 or 18, and then the AP poll were up to number 19. So that's a good jump. But, uh, you know, what, Mich- you know, we're talking about Michigan and 
where we're at in the Big Ten. You know, we need – we're not out of the Big Ten race. But man, we need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Now, now here's – okay, here's something really qu- quickly interesting to mention. Don't want to talk about too long. Right. I kind of know the uh, – I'm not really going to a- ask a question here, but it's really kind of intriguing to compare these two last games. Everybody wants to be at Ohio State, no doubt. So I'm pretty sure that if we asked anybody, would you rather win the Wisconsin game or the Ohio State game? I like everybody would say the Ohio State game. But an interesting thing to recognize is that Michigan has the awesome opportunity to ruin Wisconsin's undefeated season, which would be amazing. So not saying that I would rather have Michigan beat Wisconsin – uh, right now, I'm sitting at the point where I think that Michigan has a better chance of beating Wisconsin over Ohio State, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're definitely capable of winning either of those. I just think that's uh, something to point out. I know we'll probably talk about more in the preview episode, but well, I can't remember the last time this late in the season that Michigan has had the opportunity to ruin an undefeated season. I know that one of the most recent times was 2015 when we hosted Northwestern, and I think they were four and zero or five and zero or something like that. Right. So it's been a while. Well, oh yeah, and even if Wisconsin loses to us, I believe they're still in it. So oh. um, um, I think they're that far ahead, aren't they? Um, they're still in the, in, they're they're guaranteed to be in the Big Ten title game. Right. Right. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it matters, but we're going to try to ruin some undefeated season <laughs> like you said that would be perfect but uh a lot of things got to happen with michigan to happen but i'll say it's a slim and none chance but if there is so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so there is but uh very small but uh, we'll see what these two you know these next games play out so you focus on this saturday on this team first so Yep, for sure. So, uh, also the new playoff rankings, which will definitely be different than last week, are coming out tomorrow night, which we will record and talk about and do a short little episode about that as well as some of the things going on in the Big Ten Conference. So there'll be that extra episode this week as well. Uh, Finishing things off here, as always, you can find us and talk with us on Twitter. We are at Blue Bros underscore then either Caleb or Craig. So at Blue Bros underscore and then Caleb or Craig. Uh, email Blue Brothers Sportscast at gmail.com. And uh, the favorite is always the voicemail 551 258 3276. Easy to remember 551 Blue Bro. Mm-hmm. So. With that, uh, I think that we can go ahead and uh, say thanks for listening again. We'll have more episodes later this week. I hope things are starting off well for you, and we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.